Hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> okay. We get this Hey guys, welcome back to another week's episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Bienvenidos. Oh, okay. We're a different <laughs> language again today, y'all. Woo! Aaron's already starting. Let's go ahead and get the shenanigans going. Wait, do we have any business? Vote, 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 vote. I mean, hey, get your booties to the. Let me stop. Get your right. booties to the poll. I mean, you're hearing it everywhere. Hear it from us too. Get out and vote. Plain and simple. Okay. Oh, and like Aaron said before, have a plan. Have a plan. There you go. That's very important. Have a plan to go vote, whether you're doing it early or on election day. Get out and vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now we're gonna go ahead and get the show started, and of course we're gonna get things going with. Five questions. Yes. So, five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better. It's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little more. We ask five questions, and they range from funny to sad to thought-provoking. And we try sometimes to ask them in interesting and fun ways. So, are you ready? Ready. Okay. So, there's no theme this week. There's just questions. And here we go. Question one. Name a song where the cover is better than the original. So I don't know if this is considered a cover. I I don't... Wait, so if somebody wrote the song... Okay, so Frank Ocean wrote the song, and he has his version of it, which is the original, but John Legend and Brandy cover it quickly, and, that, like, and the John Legend version is actually on John Legend's album, but Frank Ocean also has his version. Is that, a, you know, I don't know. You just, my mind, Frank Ocean wrote Quickly that's on Evolver with John Legend and Brandy. Yes. Quickly, quickly. Mm -hmm. Really? Hurry up and love. Yep. I did not know that. And this, and so there's a version of Frank Ocean singing that song somewhere. Yes. It's on on Apple. I believe it's on Apple. Is it on his album? it's on my playlist. Uh, let me see. Let me look in my library. Or did he just cover it for you right now? after he wrote it? Did he cover the song he wrote for someone else? You're asking me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my brain. Well, while you're doing okay. that, I, oh, you have it? Yeah, so Frank Ocean's is on, oh, sorry, Lon, Lonnie Bro. I don't know what that is. But bro, it's a B-R-E-A-U-X. It's, Frank o- it's a Frank Ocean album. Let me look that up while you tell me yours. Well, I just have one that most people will. Uh, anyway, the w- one that I can think of is "I Will Always Love You," Whitney Houston's <gasps> version. Yeah, I believe is better than Dolly Parton's version. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, is that? <laughs> I don't even think that's anything to negate. I think Dolly Parton would say that herself. Didn't she say that herself? I think she did. Oh, okay. Well, she speaks the truth. 
Jolene. Okay, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll find the other thing for you off air. If that's not a cover song, my bad. But I do like the John Legend and Brandy version much better than the Frank Ocean version. And it's really because, you know, Brandy be screaming in the song, and I like that. But anyway. <laughs> you feel it. <laughs> you feel it. Yes, man. Quickly. It's also in that Hurry album, and that love. album is Yeah, man. Nice. Okay. Okay, question two. Mm-hmm. You can only pick one. Lord. Is it going to be a one, two, three? Ooh, let's do that. One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> you have 24 hours to spend with one person. Are you going to choose between 24 hours with Drake, 24 hours with Beyonce, or 24 <gasps> hours with Will Smith? Damn. Are there any details? <laughs> Is Jay going to be with Beyonce? I think you create your best case scenario for each one and oh, choose okay. from there. Best case scenario from each one and choose. Oh, my God. And you said we're doing this one, two, three? Yes. So we'll okay. just say one, two, three, and we'll just say the name. Okay. One, two, three. Beyonce. Drake. No, I got to go with Drake. You said best case scenario, and my best case scenario is that that 24 hours is going to turn into a lifetime. Yes, y'all. <laughs> yes, I'm gay. Yes, I love my wife. But y'all don't know me and Drake. <laughs> y'all don't know the connection I have with Drake. <laughs> if I've ever felt like something was destined to be, it is me and Drake. It doesn't even have to be a romantic thing. It can just be a friendship. But I feel like we should meet, and we are... Yes. Anyway, destined to be. Go ahead. All right. We're on to question three. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What TV shows would you tell someone to watch that would give them a good idea of who you are? It can be more than one show. You can name as many as you want to give them. To give them a good idea of who I am. Let me ponder on that a little bit. You go ahead. Okay. So I would tell them to watch Grey's Anatomy. I would tell them to watch Living Single. I would tell them to watch... Being Mary Jane, I would tell them to watch. <sighs> yeah, I, I'll start with that. I don't have concrete answers for this, but I'm thinking of things that I could tap into and I reserve the right, like I say, to change my answer later on. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you gave me that time because it had gave me some time to think. So I would say A Different World, mm. live, Living Single, mm. How to Get Away with Murder, Game of Thrones, American Horror Story, Charmed, old and new, old and new. That's it. That's it. I wouldn't give any of the new shows that I watch really like on my list, you know, because those are, eh, you know, I mean, they're cool, but, you know, Charmed is a classic. I need you to know. I think I'm a witch. I need you to add Buffy to mine, (laughs) man. Buffy the Vent. No, I'm not. No. What? Never. You're missing out, man. That was... Okay, that's it. I really want to think about that some more too. Uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a, see that's one of the ones that you got to tell me in advance because I could have made a whole list. You know, I love some TV, but you said TV shows and not movies because right, that, I well, throw that, any Harry Potter in there. That's why. Well, I, I I I want it to be specific, but let's let's plug that for. I'm gonna think about that. Maybe I'll have some reflections later on in life with okay. that, or by the time we get to the end of the show. All right, question four. Uh huh. We're gonna do unpopular opinion. Okay. All right. 
as you all know, unpopular opinion is where we state an unpopular opinion and we either agree with it or not and we explain. This one, this week's unpopular opinion is brought to you, well, all of them really have, but this week's unpopular (laughs) opinion is brought to you by Kevon Stage Studios and here we go. You don't need to flush the toilet after you pee. That's the unpopular opinion. Yes. Unpopular opinion. You do not need to flush the toilet after you pee. I do not agree with that. (laughs) You definitely need to flush the toilet after you pee. I don't give, I don't give into that. If it's, um, what is it? If it's mellow, wait, if it's yellow, let it mellow. No, no. If you pee, you flush the toilet. Do not let that pee sit and stink and stain the toilet seat. That's nasty. That's dirty. I'm with you. I don't agree with that unpopular opinion. Okay. It is definitely not that that don't Nobody ride with I me. Know. Now mm-hmm. I do know people mm-hmm. that have in like unless you're going number two, don't flush the toilet because you know, know like the water bill is gonna you know it's problematic. Now I will say that when I think during one during a hurricane, there was a time when people were without power that I remember like that being a thing because in order to flush the toilet, you'd have to go fill up, you know, the the toilet, which meant you then had to go get water. And if there's no water, it's a it was a thing. So but it's not like, yeah, no, that was that was was, I can understand that. But on a normal basis, on an everyday, no hurricane, I think the Mm -hmm. F not. Nah, you got the wrong one. And for everything you just said, the smell, the... Nah, that's not it. That's nasty. Yeah. I don't want to look The only people I've ever seen been around that have done that were older people. Yes. When my great-grandma was in a nursing home. You know, like... And I remember as a kid, I hated that smell, man. I... mm -mm, Mm-mm. 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 I'm mad now. (laughs) Next. (laughs) I'll just pay that... I'll pay that extra on the bill. Flush that damn toilet. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, how much you need? Because, come on now. We can't be in here like this. All right. Question five. It's kind of serious, kind of not. But I really just think it makes you think. Here we go. Last question. Is porn sacred when you're in a relationship? Um, I'm going to say no. I I am the type of person that I don't mind, like, us watching porn together or me sharing with you the type of porn that I like but I do know people who feel like me and my partner cannot watch porn together which is a little weird to me I I don't I can't explain it but hey whatever floats your boat so you know I I could almost understand why someone would say that if I'm thinking about it and that is because if you're in a relationship with someone those sexual desires or needs should and could be met by the person you're with. And so porn is meant to be the filler, you know, the in, the in the meantime, in between time, until you're able to get to that person or you're able to, like, experience that with someone else. Mm-hmm. Porn is the substitute. So if you have the person with you, there's no need for the porn. So I could see someone okay. saying porn is meant for... Porn is meant for, like... Porn is the thing that stops me from looking somewhere else when I... When I get an itch and you're not around. So you don't think it would be fun to like watch porn together? Like that's not a. Oh, no, I think I'm not. Yes. No, I I think I am not disagreeing. But you mean like if you if you like if you watch certain type of porn, like that's just for you type thing. 
I mean, I think I'm saying I can see why someone would not. I could see why someone who's in a relationship would only want to watch porn by themselves for everything that gotcha. I just said. Okay. But I can. Okay. But I do think that there's something that's added to uh, a sexual experience when people like I, I, porn adds something to a sexual experience between two people who are able to watch it or have it on when it's going on. Yeah, man, I definitely agree with that. Like we have talked about it on the show before, where all of those things are distractions to me. So. Oh. Music, noise, TV, like I mean, the porn is getting turned off at a certain point. Like that, I mean, are you actually stopping what you're doing to cut the porn off, or is it not just going to roll? I cut. I mean, I've cut it off before things got started. Like when I know if we're watching, if we <laughs> whatever, if we're watching porn in the living room, and I know. I want to take it to the bedroom. Like, we're just going to cut the porn off and just go to the bedroom. Like, I'm not bringing it with okay. me. Okay. No, that, that, I get that. Yeah. If we were moving, if so we're, if we're moving locations, that, that to me is a part of, moving locations is a part of the, the whole experience. I'm thinking, like, if you're already in the mm-hmm. throes of it, like, do you actually stop to say, let me cut this down, oh. let me cut this off? Like, I don't know. I also know that I have in my head this sort of fantasy sort of path from A to Z. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to sex, that is not really oh. realistic, but <laughs> mm. it still okay. is there. And, you know. No, I get it. So, all right. Oh, was that, was that it? And that's five <laughs> questions. <laughs> and that's five questions. Guys, I cannot wait to hear your answers from this week's questions. Please let us know. Plug, you can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. I don't... All right. And so now it's time for Under My Skin. And I'm going to go first. So my Under the Skin this week, I had to find it in my notes because, you know, I just updated and all that. Anyway, so I was at work the other day. <laughs> I was at work and I was on my way to the bathroom. And as I was coming out to go to the bathroom, there was a UPS... Um, deliverer coming around the corner i don't you know i whatever i usually don't pay attention to people i usually don't pay attention to men period and so as i was walking by him i heard him say yo yo and so at first i thought that maybe he was on the phone and then he repeated it and i turned around and he was talking to me aaron i kept right the fuck on walking yo yo who you talking to yo yo that ain't yo 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 yo, <laughs> and like I mean, he like he could have been asking me. He could have been asking me anything. Like, is this your? Is this the? Is this the building I need to deliver this to? Uh, you know, can you tell me how to get to this office? To whatever. I don't give a fuck what he was asking me. What he wanted. Don't yo yo me. You can easily say excuse me. Like I'm a grown ass woman, dog. Grown ass woman, <laughs> and I'm a queen, a black queen. Respect me as such. Do not yo yo me. <laughs> Excuse me is is the proper or anything but yo-yo. Okay? Just don't yo-yo me. <sighs> Whatever. So, yeah. So, that's what got under my skin this week. Just, you know, I just uh, address me. Address me appropriately. Okay? That's nah, it. I get it. That's how I sometimes think when people call me who don't know me from a can of paint, dread, slim. I get it. I get it. See? I get it. But it's an identifier. But excuse me. Don't touch me, but you know something. I mean, yeah. right? You don't, please don't touch I, I'd me. But say, excuse me, I'd yeah. I'd rather you say dreads are slim or yo yo than touch me. So I guess it's, 
Anyway. Uh, well, definitely don't touch me ever. <laughs> ever. So what got under my skin, and I've talked about, okay, I think it was the last time I did under my skin, or it was the time before that, where I talked about the dog in the park, and I talked about how I felt bad for saying something to that lady. Well, this time, (laughs) it wasn't the lady, it wasn't the same lady, it wasn't the same dog, it was a man and a dog. Let me just tell y'all what happened. Okay. So I'm in the park again working out. It's a different time of day. I'm in the corner uh, because it's a big field and there are, you know, multiple people come in there for various reasons to either work out or they practice baseball or football, whatever they're in there for. And there are some people that come in there just to walk around and they walk around with their dog. Now, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. There is a sign that clearly says dogs are prohibited. Pets are prohibited from being in there. It even says, I just noticed, because I looked after this incident, that bikes and things are prohibited. But people ride through there without bikes. That's neither here nor there. Not my prerogative, you know. Do you. Do you, boo. (laughs) But I have a problem when they start walking their dog or they take their dog off the leash. And now now the dog's just running, running, running around. And... This past week, they, you know, the dog, the, the man was walking the dog around in a circle. He went one or two times. I had walked away from my mat because I had walked. Anyway, I had walked away from my mat to go walk to my bag. And maybe I did it to myself. Actually, maybe I did it to myself because I watched that dog as it started to approach my area and oh cut the circle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what made it terrible, what really made it some fuck shit, excuse my language, is that the man was holding the dog on a leash. So you could have easily reined that dog in. Anyway, so they approach my they approach my area and the man starts to, and he starts to, you know, cut a corner to turn. And next thing you know, the dog just runs over my mat. Okay, that's really what got me. It wasn't just that the dog was that close to me, because I was sort of wrapping up anyway. Like I was in stretch mode bringing it down. It was the fact that he touched my stuff. I don't like animals. Like the, anyway, it was the fact that he touched my stuff. So I kindly, so, so I, I wasn't near it. I was, I had walked away from it. That's why I said I might've done it to myself because I saw him approaching as I was walking away. And instead of me just focusing on what I was going to, oh, I stopped to look because I needed to know how close, because I thought it was going to run over my stuff. I thought it was going to touch my stuff and it did. So I said something to the man. And this time I made sure to say, can you please keep that dog away from over here? You're not even supposed to have dogs in here. You're not even supposed to have, I mean, I said it a number of times and I mean, and I, then I went and proceeded to clean my mat, and he left. But that just got under my skin. I completely understand. Why is it so hard for them to read that sign and stay out that park? I assume that it's, like, become general community sort of an understood thing that I don't know. But actually, I don't know why they don't read the sign, because literally the next block over is a dog park. Literally the next block over is a complete section for you and your dogs to just run around free without a leash and it's set up just for you all in the park, not in the field. So why not just walk your dog over there versus coming over here to this field? It, it baffles me, but I don't know. Maybe there's a rule or something that I just don't know about. So, But I know that dog didn't need to touch my stuff. And so I had to... The, all my sadness about saying something to that person went out the window when that happened. <laughs> and that is what got under my skin. Okay, well, that's what got under our skin this week. We're going to go ahead and move right into what are we watching? 
I think this might start to be my favorite um, while we're doing <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> girlfriends has been, listen, I, I don't care what nobody say. Girlfriends is holding up for me. Once I'm in it, I am in it. And that's where I'm living at. Girlfriends. You're in, se- we're both in season three now, right? Oh, so I'm sorry. Let me back up, guys. If you haven't guessed by now, we're dedicating What Are You Watching to Girlfriends. Although, Aaron is still going to sprinkle us with a little bit of Big Brother. I just, so we'll I'm get, just going to we'll, give highlights at the end. Just a quick 30 he's seconds just gonna give only hi- of what happened. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. The results. So I am going to keep it quick with Girlfriends. So, yes. Yeah, so we are now both on season three. I believe we're on the same episode in season three. And Girlfriends is giving me everything that I need. I'm just going to start with, to me, the meat of season two. And really, it was toward the end. One, Maya, I mean, excuse me, Darnell finding out Maya was cheating, even though I'm not going to consider that cheating, that he found out or that she was cheating. That's a, that's a deeper conversation. I was making that noise to how he found out. Oh, okay. How he found out. Yes. How he found out was tragic. Damn it, man. I tell you, they see, that's why they invented locks on cell phones. Um, <laughs> 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 whoo. What else? Uh, okay. Darnell finding out Maya was cheating. Sean coming back and telling Joan he was engaged. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, Ah! I was so over it because, (sighs) dude, why did you have to do it that way? One, why even come back in her life at all? This is where I'm starting. Yes, I'm sorry. So one, why did he even come back in her life at all? I understand he had some stuff in her garage. What he could have done if he was coming back and just didn't want to like get into that whole, or didn't want to get into a relationship with Joan is Joan. Hey, I need to get that stuff that I left in your garage. I need to get that. Cause I'm going to move like nigga. You didn't already move to a different state. So that would have been understandable that you're coming to get your stuff. Y'all could have seen each other or whatever while you were there. And then boom, she could have been out Two. I do not like how he did Joan when she found out that he was not engaged the way that he put her laundry list of the things that, you know, he didn't like about her. Nigga, you could have told me this while we were together. That really could have been the reason that we broke up versus you giving me that bullshit ass reason that I wouldn't move wherever with you. And you having me fly over here when you knew you were already feeling that way. And Mm, that is what's mm -mm. wrong when you don't keep it real. That is what's wrong when you're not just honest because that was a waste of time. Had he had been honest and told Joan what he felt about her and explained why the relationship between them wouldn't work, that wouldn't even been an issue in the in the future. Like, and your shit wouldn't have been at my house. I was feeling Joan when she said, "You better get it today because the trash man come tomorrow." <laughs> Fuck a trash man. If you don't get it in the next five minutes, I'm about to burn this shit down. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm about to pull an Angela Bassett. I'm going to pull something out back and I'm going to burn all your shit up. Because that was some bullshit. You're going to come back and tell. And that's the way. And that's the way you do it by telling me you engaged and you thought that that would be what? Less hurtful than just saying that you didn't want to be with me? Stop playing games. Like, just be honest. Like, oh my God, that pissed me off. Triggered. I definitely felt triggered. Um, okay, now back to Maya and Darnell. Wait, 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 wait. I just need to comment on oh, that. Oh, okay. Before you, before okay, I'm sorry. Thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. I look, because I'm on a rant. I was so with you when. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Oh, up until the end. I, I think. <laughs> I think that, yes, he didn't. He didn't. Joan was right when she said, Why didn't you just tell me this when you first came? Like, honesty hmm. saves everybody time. We say that hmm. a lot on this show. And so I was with her on that. 
your comment around why did he have to throw that laundry list out like that could have that's probably the reason why we broke up in the first place i don't i don't agree with that statement i think sometimes when you're in it when you like somebody when you first meet them you don't really you don't i could see how that wasn't problematic for him while he was in it and it wasn't until he had separation distance and time for him to be able to process it all and realize that that's not something that he wanted to continue moving forward so i don't fault him for bringing that up to her as the reason why he doesn't want to continue the relationship because I believe that while he was in it, it wasn't necessarily problematic for him. It could have been an issue. It could have been things about her that he deemed as quirky or slightly problematic, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't to me a deal breaker at that time because he didn't know that he couldn't deal with it. It wasn't until they had the break that he was able to process like how he wants to move forward and knowing that he didn't want to move forward in that type of relationship. So that was my only, that was my only thing to what you had said. Uh, do you know? Never mind. That 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 and that. Come on now. Sometimes right you stay with people. Even sometimes you stay home, with like, people. Like yeah, and you keep dealing with people. But like you, I mean, you're you're afraid of hurting someone. But imagine how hurt they're going to be once you string them along for that long a period of time, thinking that they're look at Jones. She thought that y'all they were in a serious relationship. You know that they were going to go somewhere. He could be the man that she married. And then you hit me with the basically I never wanted to be with you type shit. Like the, or I'm just I, not that I never wanted to be with you, but I don't I can't see myself in a long term relationship with someone like you. And that's OK as long as you just tell me up front. Like, yeah, it's still going to hurt. But damn, don't wait until how long had it been with her and Sean? Like a year eight and a half, no, two eight years, months, like, eight months. Oh, uh, well, damn. Well, damn. But still, like, a that's thing. a long like, ass time. And you thought that. But also, you got to look at the character of Joan, too, and how she like. You know, Joe, and then part of that was probably like a really serious relationship with her where she really, you know, was trying to settle down. Yeah, but eight months Shit. of not talking to that person, do you assume that when they come back that they're not coming back just oh, wait. to get their stuff? Oh, he had been gone for eight months. No, no, no. I'm talking about how long that they were together. Like, how long was it? Weren't they together for over a year? Oh, it could have been. I don't I don't know the timeline. I just remember he had been it's gone. Not, I'm just talking months. about the... Yeah, I'm just talking about the amount of time that he wasted. But even still with that, when you think about the breakup, he said, you know, it was basically kind of left open for her to think that when he got back, they were going to get back together again instead of him just being honest. He leaned on the fact. Don't expect me to wait for you. I don't expect you to. Like, she tried to be tough in that moment. Like, I'm with. She still had the. Listen. She's a little ditzy in the sense that, like. Hmm. And and what I think her expecta- I think her expectations as it relates to that long distance part of her relationship with Sean was unrealistic. There you I go. I think so. But at, and but I'm just gonna stand with my end of the day. He should at the end of the day, he just should have been honest. He just should have told her from the get go what it was and then that would have been a wrap. Like and she could have been, you know, moved on emotionally too. But yes. Okay. So now back to Lord I forgot we was doing under my... I mean, I forgot we was doing What Are You Watching? I'm just chatting. <laughs> so now moving on to Maya and Darnell. Okay, so Maya and Darnell. Mm-hmm. Darnell finds out Maya's cheating. <sighs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, and, you know, it is what it is. Darnell overreacted the to fuck? the point of the kiss. Hold on. To the point of the kiss, I, he kept, like, he... I, I, seemingly when you get more into season three, it seems like he was more upset that Maya kissed someone else and was spending time with Stan than he was 
when he first said something about you had this man in my house. Now that I would have been pissed off about. I get that. Like you had this man in my house, whatever, whatever. But he, he also needs to remember that Maya did not have that man in her house. It was because of the circumstances that Stan came into the house, but Maya did not invite him in. She won't in there like fucking him while, you know, Darnell was away. Darnell invited that man to the house. The man wanted to go to the house because of, well, he was just trying to be friends with Darnell. As far as I can tell, Stan, did not ask Darnell can I come over Darnell brought that man into the house and had him eating Maya's meatloaf and had him around Jabari it was not Maya now Maya should have been honest another honesty or whatever when she saw that happening she should have nipped it in the bud whatever she didn't she waited until they got friends and he was going to baseball games and some more shit I don't know um but I still think as far as the kids, like, I feel like where they are now with the, the whole separation, like, dude, we could have worked that out. I think that's a testament to why Maya even needed to seek someone in the first place because Darnell does not know how to communicate and he was not making Maya happy. Why are we talking about this in this section, Ashley? Is this, what, <laughs> this is what are we watching? I know. This is a whole... this. I, oh. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you mean because it could be a topic? Oh, I, girl, I, I took. Like, I took. I'm sorry. No, because I was sitting here like, girl, I need more time than what this section adds. I totally do not think Darnell overreacted. I totally think Darnell was in the right for how for how he was feeling, for how he chose to express it, and for how he was choosing to unpack what had just happened. Like for how he was just boomed. I think, regardless of how. Maya felt that Darnell was treating her pre-kissing Stan. I think that that onus was on her to bring that to him into that relationship. He had been clear around the dynamics that were their relationship that he was used to, that things were shifting. And because of, you know, Joan and all of Joan and Tony and Maya and all of them, I mean, and uh, Lynn being in her life and William and like all of those circumstances. I think he was trying to acknowledge as I've said, I think I said it on the, on the minisode, he was trying to acknowledge like the shift in their marriage and he was fighting to keep it what it was. And you can put blame on him for not wanting to like sit down and have that conversation. But by the point, by the time that he found out, they were in a good spot. They were working towards working. They were working over all that stuff. So I don't, mm-hmm. so I don't, so I don't fault him for, yo, I'm sorry. I just don't have to say, I don't think he overreacted. I, and you're right. I don't think it was so much. I don't think it was so much a kiss. Like I said, I, I keep. I'm gonna stop saying this, but I say this in real life, right? Like it was just a kiss. Um, I but, mean, yeah. See, that's yo. And you said, yo, did you just really try to put it on Darnell for for him being in the house? I'm sorry. Maybe that's what I also honed in on. He yes. would not have been in the house. Darnell, yes, invited him in the house. That could have been nipped in the bud the second that she saw him in the house. At that moment. The onus was on her to stop that, to dead the situation as it was unfolding. That was not on Darnell. He knew nothing of the sort. He knew nothing of what was going on. Like I don't put any, I don't put any fault on him for trying to or potentially is trying to build a relationship with Stan because he didn't have all the information in front of him. It was Maya's responsibility, I think, to confront Stan. And at that moment, I agree, or at that moment, I believe, to be honest with him around her relationship with Stan. Like, I do, I, 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 mean, I yeah, switch. Yeah. I switched. Yeah. Like, there was a moment where I, I totally that agreed that she needed to say something to Stan. I mean, that she needed to say something to Darnell. And then yeah. there became a point where I was like, there's no point. Do not say anything to him. So when he found out, 
I felt him. I said this to you. I felt him. I felt that whole scene. And then for it to cut right into the next scene with Joan, yo, Maya was wrong. Period. Period. The scene with Joan. I mean, oh, yeah, when she yeah, was yeah. crying? Yeah, yes, but that was the build on. But, oh, but like, yeah. Maya was wrong. Period. Period. I don't know how to say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I never said Maya wasn't wrong. Like, she was definitely wrong. And that's why she ended up in the situation she did. Because if she weren't wrong, then her and Darnell wouldn't be separated. But I just feel like there needs to be... Darnell is just so... It's something about him that's just... He's control... Him and his control issues and what he... Like, he has this um, misogynistic way of handling shit. I mean, what do you really expect? Like, and then he, he almost doesn't like allow Maya to grow. Like, why do we have to wait to come around? You know, it's a lot. But I'm just thinking of having to come around to when he finds it like convenient or when he wakes up and sees like, oh, you know, you know what? You should go back to school. And it's like, how long has her and Stan been dealing with each other? And now you realizing that she should go back to school and that you was wrong for trying to make her put her dreams on hold? Like, I, I can't I can't get with that like you know but uh, there's but also something to, to me Maya Maya should have put her foot down too because mm-hmm. where is y'all's e- equality mm-hmm. in this marriage like you're not gonna you're not gonna run me and I'm not gonna run you we gonna th- we're supposed to be a partnership so Maya should have said then instead of leaning on another man you know she should have been talking to Darnell and and letting him know how she feels regardless if he wanted to hear it she needed to let him know but they just that you know what maybe they shouldn't be together for shit i think oh. that you your statement about uh i'm not gonna have control over you you're not gonna have control over me i totally agree with that i i totally agree with that i do think that they had established a relationship that has qualities that you and i may not agree with but that worked for them and so i think he was sticking to that while Maya was trying to push, while Maya was shifting and changing, right? She was being exposed to different things in the same way we talked about. Well, I keep referring to this mini so Please go listen to AP mini so 37, where we talk about some of yeah. these things, where Maya and Joan and the whole wedding thing, right? Like, I think Maya was just being exposed to different things. And so her worldview and her approach to her life was changing in contradiction to Darnell. Like, yo, see, a perspective. There are many different perspectives. And... I think you saw that Darnell telling her she should go back to school and, you know, him coming around. Like, you saw that in that way. And I saw that as Darnell having a moment of clarity or Darnell having a realization, like, that he was being that, that he was being misogynistic, that he wasn't being the best husband that he could be. And so I saw Darnell making a shift in how he was approaching uh, his marriage to Maya. And I think Maya had started to see that as well. So it was a shocker and a boom and an unnecessary like moment when he found out because they had already started to work past all of those hiccups that sort of she'll say led her to stand. Although I won't say, I'll say Darnell didn't lead her to stand. She led herself to stand. Um, but whatever. I the last thing I'm gonna say about my you know what um and I'm gonna wrap I'm gonna wrap it up on girlfriends because I see we mentioned okay. because those two things the end of season two I really wanted to talk about but even what you just saying that Darnell you know he came to his senses and whatever that is still you know actually it's just my perspective because I'm just thinking that is still a controlling relationship because so now you can go to school because he said so like come on I don't know like that I just. You know, I guess I didn't realize how 
much it does not sit well with me until we start talking about it. Like, yeah, it just does not sit well with me. I just can't imagine that no one Robin would you. tell me I can't go back to school. Like, no what? one controls you unless you let them. And so you say exactly. controlling, and I'd say he's holding her to the promise commitments discussions. He's holding her to the standard that they had set. To the waterfalls he's used to. That's what he's holding there you to. Go. Mm. To the mm. rivers and the lakes that mm. you're used to. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up girlfriend chat. Okay. Um, well, let me just quickly wait. then just say that that scene just alluded. I do think that that scene where Darnell found out and then the next scene where Joan was having her nervous breakdown, like those two scenes back to back were everything. I've said that before, but I just wanted to hone in on Joan really acknowledging that. Like, jo- I think that scene with Joan just to me displayed a a moment of vulnerability where sometimes your core, the foundation or the direction that you go in hasn't changed, but you're just like, you're having a hiccup. Like you're at, you're just, it's a, a glitch in the system necessary uh, for lack of a better phrase. It's not necessarily you shifting sort of, or, or trying to make this complete 360 on how you live your life. But you know, life happens. We're humans. We don't, you know, I don't know. I just really want, I just really thought that scene was, huh? I, I felt it. All right, girlfriends. Okay. So just quickly, because we spent, because uh, we were dedicating What Are You Watching to Girlfriends. So last we left off on Big Brother, Bailey went home. The following HOH was won by Danny. And after Danny won the HOH, she decided that she was going to put up David and Kevin. But because David had won that secret special power where he was able to remove anyone from veto, I mean, from being nominated prior to the veto, David decided this would be the opportunity for him to remove himself. So she did. So David removed himself and that put Danny on the spot and she ended up putting Tyler on the block. Now, remember, Tyler's in her alliance. But because of all of that jazz that was happening prior to with Bailey and Tyler, you know, working behind the scenes, working with both people, she put Tyler up. Tyler ended up staying. Ian went home. Hold up. It's Tyler. I'm sorry. Is Tyler the young guy that they tried to teach in the ropes? No, that's David. Okay, okay, okay. David is okay. the one who they were trying to show the ropes to, who won, the, but David won the secret power, so he removed himself. So after Ian went home, Memphis won the next HOH competition. Memphis put Davon and Kevin on the block, but his ultimate goal was to backdoor David. He feels like David is not good for his game. If anything, David is harmful to his game. But he didn't want to put David on the block and give David the opportunity to win the power veto competition. So he put up Danny. So he put up Davon and Kevin and used the excuse that it was because Davon pulled kevin off the block in the prior week plus in the prior week davon won uh D- davon finally won her first uh power veto competition and she removed kevin from the block and so that was why ian went home because once kevin was removed danny decided to put ian on the block during the power veto competition memphis made a deal with david and told david that he wouldn't put him on the block and his only request was that david throw the power veto competition uh if he gets selected right that he doesn't try to win it david said yes although that was a lie memphis then went to his alliance and told them his plan while he thought that they were on board everyone from his alliance was not on board with backdooring david they ultimately had decided that Davon and Kevin were bad for their game, and so one of them had to go. Davon and Kevin thought that they were safe, and they were in on the plan as well. It all came down to the power of veto competition, and Tyler won. Tyler decided to not use the power of veto, and on eviction night, Davon ended up going home. And that is what happened on Big Brother. I'm really excited and looking forward to next week, because they normally, in prior seasons, do double Hold eviction. Up. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I kind of blanked out for a minute. You said Tyler went home? Yes, so during the Power Veto competition, Tyler won, and Tyler decided that he wasn't going to use the 
uh, power of veto. So then the nomination stayed the same. So they're locked in. So it was only up. To, so it was between Davon and Kevin. And they ultimately decided that Davon should go home because Davon, they believed, was working with Nicole and Danny and would be a number for those and would be a number for them in going after the other people in the, in the alliance. We're getting down it to was like ultimately Tyler that went home. So it's, it's um, no, 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 no. So Davon, Davon went home. Still there? Davon went home. Oh, I thought you said Tyler yeah. went home. No. So what happened? So the power veto competition, which the, during the power veto competition, Tyler won. But Tyler decided not to use the power of veto on Davon or Kevin. So that meant the nomination stayed the same. So when you Ooh. win the power of veto competition, you have the opportunity to either pull someone off the block and have them replaced or keep it the same. And what right. Memphis wanted was for Tyler to pull Davon or Kevin off the block so that he could backdoor Kev, so he could backdoor David. Tyler decided not to. Nomination stayed the same. On eviction night, Davon went home. So the only black person left is David at this point. <laughs> See, I yes. kept up with the black people. Ah! I kept up with the black people. <laughs> Davon, David, and I can't remember the other black girl. Bailey. 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 So, Damn, yes. Man. David is David is still See there. See how they do black women? And, mm-hmm. and, and we're not going to get into this. I'll get into this next time. But there's some, like, some underlying, like, the, the strategy of the game and thought process. Because we know everything, right, as the audience seeing it, as Big Brother watching it. But they don't necessarily know who's backstabbing who, who's lying, who's not, what. And so there's some interesting things that happen between David and Davon that, yeah, we'll talk about later. And so I'm excited about next week because they normally do double eviction, but this week is going to be the first time ever in Big Brother history that they're going to do like a triple eviction night. So three people are going to go home live next week. And that'll be interesting because like we're down to the final numbers, right, in terms of that alliance. And at some point they have to start going after each other. And next week will definitely be the week where they're going to have to start taking out their alliance members and so we're going to see right like what the what that looks like so that is what else i'm watching well guys that's going to wrap up what we're watching this week so girlfriends and big brother as usual uh we will be back with more girlfriends talk probably in another mini so because like i said we're on season three and we are still rolling but right now we're going to go ahead and take a quick break use the bathroom get something to drink and we'll be back with this week's perspectives Okay, guys, we are back, and it is time for this week's perspectives. Yay! Okay, (laughs) so I believe it's my turn to go first this week, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go ahead and get things started. It's going to be short and sweet, as I try to always say, but... (laughs) It's something that I got from Instagram, you know, just scrolling the other day, and I actually read the whole thing, and I was like, huh, this may be a good topic. So, I'm going to read you the post, the caption, and then we're going to talk about that. So, the post says, it's my ex-wife's birthday today, so I got up early and brought flowers and cards and a gift over for the kids to give her and help them make her breakfast. Per usual, someone asked me why the hell I still do things for her all the time. This annoys me, so I'm going to break it down for you all. I'm raising two little men. The example I set for how I treat their mom is going to significantly change, excuse me, shape how they see and treat women and affect their perception of relationships. I think even more so in my case because we are divorced. So if you aren't modeling good relationship behavior for your kids, get your shit together. Rise above it and be an example. This is bigger than you. Raise good men, raise strong women, please. The world needs them now more than ever. So... That was the post. The caption says, ladies, 
Would you be okay if your man did this for his ex-wife? Now, when I first read this, I initially thought that this was coming from a single person. You know, I didn't, my mind didn't go to, he has someone else and, you know, he's still doing this stuff for his ex-wife. I just kind of read it as a single person. I mean, as you know, him being single, which probably also says something else to how I really, you know, took it. But when I read the caption and it had my mind thinking, I was like, huh, okay. I guess that kind of throws like a little mix into it. Like if he actually has someone new, is that okay? So this is my topic this week. And so I'm asking you first, if you were with someone and they had an ex that they shared children with, would you be okay with them one, still doing things for their ex, and two, going above and beyond on their ex's birthday like that. Which I don't even necessarily know if that's above and beyond, but whatever. To some people, it may be. But I want to know your viewpoint on that. What do you think? I think there's nothing wrong with two people trying to raise their children. Two people who are not together trying to raise their children children the best way they know how and if for them and it seems like like in this post it seems like for them one of the ways that they've decided that that is going to happen is by still by still being in each other's lives at various milestones you Mm -hmm. remember you may not remember what happened on a tuesday but you'll remember what happened on your on a tuesday if that's the day of your birthday or christmas or something like that so they've decided to still be in each other's lives right at at key milestones that will that they believe probably will, you know, help shape their children. I don't have a problem with that. If this person is in a relationship, what they need to... Yeah, it's not... what That's their business. Um, it's like... <laughs> they... It's really like... Oh, it's, it's really a conversation between the two people that are in the relationship, right? Like, in this post, it's between this guy and whoever he's in a relationship with currently as to right. what is appropriate and not. And I think he moves from there. And so does that person. So I'm going to agree with you. I actually did not think there was anything wrong with it. And when I looked at it from a perspective of if they were in a relationship, how would I feel about that? And then I had to kind of take myself like, well, I had to put myself more into it and think that, okay, you know, Robin and I have discussed plenty of times having a kid and we, you know, we want to have a kid. You know, that is something that is on the agenda, whatever. Anyway, neither here nor there. If Robin and I have a child together and somewhere down the line, you know, for whatever reason, our marriage doesn't work out, we're still sharing that child together. So I still want the child to be able to know that, you know, both parents love you. We're just not together, you know, and it doesn't change the love that we have for each other. We just can't be in a relationship together. And so I could see, you know, I could definitely see Robin still doing that, those type of things for me. On the strength of the child, you know, I, and well, or just out of the kindness of her heart, too, because Rob was just a really good person. And I feel like, you know, whatever, we could still be friends after that. I could also see myself like doing some of those things. And I think that what I would do in that position, like if I was to meet someone new is have a, you know, just be honest with them. Like we were just talking about earlier, you know, being honest from the get go and saving everybody's time to let them know that, listen, this is my relationship with my ex-wife. We share a child together. So this is what we do. And while I'm not trying to let you know it's either this or that, I'm letting you know that that's the part. I'm not even actually giving you the option to know that it's this or that. This is what, this is our relationship. This is how we handle things. And you can either get on board or get off. I know people, as you were talking, I realized that I do know of a couple that that they sort of interact with each other in the way similar to that post. And okay. Meaning that on 
Father's Day, the mother, you know, will go out and purchase a card and a gift and give it to the father from the children and vice versa on Mother's Day right. and on Christmas, you know, they'll get a gift from such and, you know, they'll get a gift from the children to the mother and vice versa to the father from the mother, you know, it, it so I can see that. I think, yeah, it really goes back to like, what is the boundary of that couple of that new relationship as it relates to, as it relates the to the mother not the yeah, children. Okay. I think, right, like, some of that, the children may be off dis- off limits, right? Like, that may not even be a discussion for the new couple, right, in terms of how I interact with my children. I do think that there is validity in someone wanting to have a discussion about how you interact with your ex, with your baby mama, your baby father, the mother of your father, mm-hmm. the mother of your child. I do think that there's some validity in wanting to have that kind of conversation. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think, you know, when I read it, I, I felt like ultimately it comes down to like having a certain level of maturity to handle those things. Because, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. And that doesn't say that someone who can't handle it is immature. It's just not for them. But I think that, you know, if you have a certain level of maturity things like that wouldn't necessarily bother you. Maturity no. and security, like, and, and security in yourself and in your relationship, right? Like, to know that, that this is just something that they're doing for their kids and out of the kindness of their heart because, you know, I mean, you have to know that at one point these people were married. So, yes, they loved each other. They probably still love each other. Just You just, you just can't be in a relationship together. And that happens. I think I would be fine with it. And I would hope that if that, I mean, actually, I ain't even going to speak that because Robin ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Oh, that reminded me, I'm sorry, real quick. It just reminded me of the scene from Why Did I Get Married when he said, Trina ain't going out with him. <laughs> Trina ain't taking her ass nowhere. Why can't Trina, when Mike said that about Trina, you know, Jill Scott husband. Oh, I was like, why did I get yeah. married? I'm thinking of why do yeah. fools fall in love? But yes, okay, why did no. I? <laughs> yes. And he was like, Trina ain't going nowhere with him. Like, you know, he was Mike. Why whatever. not? Why can't this single woman go out with this single <laughs> man, Mike? Hmm. You want to do this? You want to do this? Blame your friend over there. Lord, you know, that was that was best a good scene. scene. <laughs> that, that was, was a really listen. That would go down in history as one of the best scenes in the movie, man. But okay, yeah, yeah. I'm off topic. But yeah, so okay, that was my topic. That was my perspective for the week. It's just a, a nice, good, light conversation. I like that. And plus, I just, you know, I was trying to do something that wasn't about me this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> try to switch it up. But anyway, what's your perspective this week, Aaron? So, I realized as I was, like, trying to get my mind right for this topic that it came from girlfriends, kind of, sort of. Where else can, would it come from? I mean, as you can tell, <laughs> three seasons in, we've been pushing through. Like, I definitely pushed through to try to get caught up uh, to Ashley. All right. So, here it goes. I'm excited. (laughs) I want to talk about relationship people who aren't in relationships. When you have a desire or a need or a want to be in a relationship, you find yourself sometimes seeking that out in a way that has you settling for something that's not quite what you envision. It made me wonder, why is it that the desire or the need to want to be in a relationship is so strong that it allows you or what about that gives someone permission to ignore red flags that in moments prior to encountering that red flag, they had decided it was a no-go for them. Two, why is it that when that relationship ends, that person decides that they, you know, want to be single, they want to explore themselves, they want to get to know themselves, Yet sooner rather than later, they find themselves searching for their next relationship, not having truly taken the time to get to know themselves and reflect on their prior experiences in order to understand how they can move into their next uh, situation 
moving to the next situation, right? As a better person or as a better contributor to that relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, I hear what you're trying to say. You know, my mind, honestly, my mind is focused on who you're talking about from girlfriends. Like, I'm really trying to figure that out. Like, what, what, where did that scenario come from? I mean, it's not related well, to one particular topic. If you want to know, if it helps make it more clear, it's related to Joan. And if you notice, she wanted to be in a relationship in seasons one, two. You, you see her exploring turning 30 and not being in the place that she thought she was going to be in romantically, having, you know, the husband and the kids and the white picket fence or some sort of variation of that. And whether it was Sean and his sex addiction and how she was clear around the things that he brought to the table that were a no-go for her that she ultimately ended up settling for, right? Like, not settling Mm -hmm. for in terms of, well, I won't necessarily say settling, that she ultimately ended up negating in order to pursue that relationship more fully. When you think about the guy who was the mailman, who was the mailboy, who worked in the mailroom, right? There were things about that relationship that were not necessarily on her want, desire, wish list. I don't know. I won't say with him necessarily that were red flags, but that would not have been what she would have necessarily gone for had she had not been in that place of post Sean. You know, all that yeah, trying to occupy her, somebody. right? Trying to mm-hmm. occupy her time and what she thought was her waiting. You know, for Sean, you see her sort of giving a waiver to the things that are important to her for what it is that she's trying to achieve ultimately in order to have someone in her life, in order to feel right in order to feel love from a man and then you get to a point in season one or two where she's deciding to be single right like she's gonna focus on she's somebody said it uh someone said it you're she's focusing on she's focusing on the things that she can control because of the things that she, because mm-hmm. what she really wants she can't and so you see her mm-hmm. then you know trying to be, you know run for the la marathon and whatever else she's trying to do in her life ultimately to now start to be faced with ellis i think it's ellis at this point and I have forgot all about him too. While, Go ahead. <laughs> and while she doesn't want, anyway, it's just me pointing out. Like I'm just sort of painting that picture of like your mindset when your ultimate desire. It, for me, this was interesting to look at or think about because I'm not thinking about marriage. I'm not thinking about none of those things that Joan is sort of searching for or wanting to get. Yet I told you earlier, like I said in a mini so I relate a lot to Joan in other areas. So I was just curious as to. Wanting to explore okay, that mindset. Okay, so give me the questions again. What about the desire or want or need to ultimately get into a relationship with the goal of marriage allows you to wave off red flags that you had decided prior to uh, encountering them were no-goes, right, for that person? And then when you do get into a relationship and it ultimately doesn't work out for whatever reason, and as we see with Joan deciding that you want to take time for yourself, you want to, you know explore being single you're swearing off men only to find yourself sooner rather than later exploring a new relationship with someone else without having done the real work that you set out to do um okay when did you ever take the time to get to know yourself i think a big part that play well i think a big reason that plays a part in that uh mindset is that there are some people who just don't want to be alone. They have this thought that if they're alone, if they don't have someone, then something is wrong with them. And I'm just speculating. I don't know. But I mean, if if I'm just giving my two cents, they think that maybe something is wrong with them, that they're not with someone, or they, they look at it as a failure, right? Like, so I'm going to take a little clip from Insecure where Molly is talking to her therapist and Molly says, should a lot, should a lot. Like I should be this, I should be here. And I think a lot of people have this mindset of like an old timey mindset too. Like, you know, by a certain age, you should be married. You should have kids. You should like be a certain place in your career. 
And so they kind of maybe feel like I've done something wrong or, you know, I'm failing at this part of my life. Like my career is great, but I don't have a husband or, and I don't have any kids. So I'm failing here and I should, you know, have someone. So instead of me working on myself to figure out what it is that I really want, like, cause some people may take the time to be by themselves and realize that they don't want anyone at all. Like that they're content with just themselves and their, and their friends and their dog or whatever, or, and some people don't take that time and just kind of settle for the first thing that comes along because while they see the red flags, there may be some green flags that where the person meets some of their qualifications, but not all of them. So they feel like, well, that's okay because maybe with these certain qualifications, I don't necessarily need them to meet that or they're not as important to me as I thought it once was. And so it's okay. I'm just going to let them I'm just going to let it flow with that. But really they're doing uh, a disservice to themselves because if, it, if, if that qualification didn't mean anything to you, it wouldn't have been a qualification. So I think a lot of times that, you know, people just allow themselves to overlook those red flags for those reasons. Or, you know, when they feel like they're in love, like a lot of times love makes us do dumb things. And so while we may see that this person is not the one or that, you know, we shouldn't be with this person we just ignore it because we love that person and we're, and we're just hoping for the best or hoping for the, the better outcome. Hmm. That's what I think. I don't mean, I'm just, but you know, I don't, I mean, I'm just speculating. I also say too, you know, cause you, you talked about Joan and there is something about watching Joan and, and listening to all of them really, but I mean, well, not all of them, but you know, Joan and Tony, like how adamant they are about getting married and, it, and again, it always makes me feel kind of crazy because like I've told my friends before and I've probably said up here, like I was never like that person that was gung ho, like, oh, I got to get married, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it could be because I'm gay. I don't know. <laughs> and so that was just, you know, for a long time, marriage was not a reality for gay folk. But I don't know. Like I just and, and I see them and I'm just like, huh. Y'all really like that is really you feel like there's a, a, a downfall to your life just because you're not married. And that's kind of crazy to me. Like, don't be gung-ho sometimes and it just kind of stressed me out damn it joan you're a successful attorney like what's happening but yeah so anyway well i think i was the opposite than you then in elementary school i definitely had a plan and in that plan had the wife the children that white picket fence the house it had it all uh, it, i mean I, it didn't oh. definitely carry as time went on but i remember making that once me and star both brought up plans um anyway mm. I think that looking at the idea that I just presented makes me wonder, and listening to you actually says, there's a desire sometimes in that person to win, right? And you're not necessarily a winner if you're not winning at all aspects that you've set out to to win at or to, yeah. to, to achieve, right? Right. And so when you're single and you're not married and you haven't achieved that goal by the time that you've that you want to could the idea of marriage be less the factor than it is you haven't checked that off hmm. right like if you weren't in the job could that weigh just as heavily as someone who's not married right it's right. more so about the win than it is about the actual what it is you're winning so i think that's an interesting thing to think about when i was listening to you talk when i was listening to you mm. talk it made me think about that the other thing i don't know i mean i'm part of it i think we're part of that generation right that caught the tail end of one experience and also got to explore and create a new experience in all aspects of life, whether it's education, whether it's technology. And so I think relationships is one avenue in which we were a part of that. And there's a lot of content, i.e. you talked about what you saw with Joan and Tony, right? That represent, in terms of popular content, that displayed the desire or the goal to be 
marriage man or woman Mm. oh okay so my question was oh but the other question is not necessarily questioning when did you actually take time for yourself but more so what does it look like to take time for yourself in between relationships if it's not so much am i going to get into one but when am i going to what do you think it looks like to actually take time for yourself to grow to learn to reflect to hopefully enter into that next relationship a better contributor to it i think it's actually putting yourself in a position to just love yourself. And that doesn't mean like you can't go out and have fun and meet people. But I think you got, you have to be disciplined in the fact that, yeah, I may meet someone. Yeah. We may connect, you know, it may, you know, it may be a little vibe there, but just be firm in the fact that you're not going to jump in a relationship because you met someone and you, and you like them and y'all, you know, y'all had some chemistry or y'all clicked like, because you really haven't solved anything from your past relationship or with yourself. I feel like you need to, for lack of better words, date yourself. What is it like to take yourself out? What is it like to spend time with yourself? Figure out what it is that you need from a partner that you can't get from yourself. And I mean that in a sense of when you get into your next relationship, figuring out beforehand what you're looking for, that once you get with that person, then that's just kind of like that end puzzle piece, you know, because you, you're pretty much, you're together, but you're just putting in that that little finishing touch or whatever to complete your puzzle and put it up on the wall. But I really think it's um, just ex- exploring yourself and really finding out who you are. Like you have to, because you have to love yourself before you can get in a relationship and love someone else. Like that's, that's a given. That's pretty much like common sense. And if you're not taking that time to love yourself and figure out who you are, then who are you going to be in the next relationship and the one after that and the one after that? You're going to keep jumping into relationships. And I just add intentional to what you're saying, because I think that there's I think it's one thing to just remove the relationship from your life and to still carry on without intentionally uh, dating yourself in a way that allows you to reflect and reflect on reflect on whatever it is that needs to be reflected on in order to like know concretely what it is that you want from your next relationship. And I think this is a whole other topic, but I almost, you know, I always ask that question. What is it that you can get from a marriage that you can't get from any other space? So I wouldn't necessarily say, what is it that you can't get from yourself? I would say, what is it that you've decided you want a partner to help? What is it that you've decided you want a partner to add to in your life? Not Mm -hmm. what you can't get from yourself. Hmm. Sorry, it just makes me now think of another thing is how 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 important how important is your support system in holding you accountable to that? Like your friends and stuff? Yes. Right? Like how I mean, important they can is only it do that? so much. I mean, they can say, you know, I thought you won't get in no relationships. Girl, I thought you was gonna take some time. You know, that type of stuff. But I mean at the end of the day, you're an adult, so your friends can say something, but is it really gonna stop you from doing what you need to do? Your friends can talk all day long, but are your friends gonna give you head? If not, then <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to get in this relationship with the nigga that is giving me head. I mean, I don't know, you know, like that type of whatever, but I mean, you're grown. You're going to make whatever choice you make at the end of the day. I, you know, your friend should hold you accountable and say, you know, you said you weren't going to do this again. How many times have you, I mean, me and you just talked about the other way. How many times have you said that was the last time, you know, blah, blah, blah type thing. Like that's not going to happen again. This time I think it's over. But, you know, you're grown. You still make your own decisions. Hold yourself accountable. Don't don't rely just on your, what'd you call it? Your support system. Don't just rely on them because they're going to let you do what you need to do. You know, they can only do but so much. 
They can only warn you but so many times. So Okay, okay. So my, my my last question, which is slightly off topic, but not not really. In girlfriends, do you think that there was more that Tony, Lynn, and Joan could have done in the Maya Stan situation? No. I think they did what they were supposed to do. They constantly said something to her. Joan didn't even want to come into, you know, the office or whatever. She was constantly you know, interrupting, telling Maya to leave her, leave the door open so she could hear, you know, her and Stan pretty much. I think they did, you know, what true friends should do. And I think Maya still did what we all do is at the end of the day, whatever the fuck you want. Like, because you grow. Okay, we're not going to. Okay. You know, as you were talking, as you you were talking, I was with you. And then I just wondered, in some ways, they aided in the situation just as much as they did all of those things. And aiding in in her doing that, right when Joan lied, when they were the backup plan, like that's a whole different topic. We can have a whole conversation about that because I don't, nah. Because you're my you're my friend, so yes, yes. But as your friend, should I not be like? Should I not like? Like should I like right? Like I'm just saying, could more have been done? No, Aaron. What what you what 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 they supposed to do? Hold her hand. Maya is grown. We are gro- like we are grown folk, grown people. If I go out here tomorrow and do something that you know good and damn well I shouldn't be doing, I know that I shouldn't be doing. But what you gonna do? Yes, that's one Other thing. But at the point that you start to include, but at the point that you start to include your support system, your friends, and your tomfoolery in order to achieve it. Well, sometimes your friends aid in the bed with you, so <laughs> I, you know. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just, I'm really over here processing that. I'm done. That is all that I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up our perspectives this week. That's a different, you know, we're going to talk about it on the mini Don't forget, we're going to talk about it on the mini I don't think it puts, I don't think it puts loyalty into question. Like, that's not what I think is, like, Hmm. being looked at. It's not loyalty. It's not commitment to the friendship or that person's well-being. It's just. (sighs) Put a bookmark in it. For the okay. mini so because you know we're coming back to girlfriends all right guys well that's gonna wrap up the show aaron what are you looking forward to yeah you ain't got your what you looking forward to Mm-mm. oh well what's new i am you know i'm slacking on watching lovecraft country and so i'm looking forward to watching that i'm also looking forward to like i'm trying to figure out what travel looks like in this time um exploring that and i think that i'm looking forward to ultimately coming to a conclusion that makes me feel good about traveling you i am looking forward to this might be telling too much but hopefully she'll get mad i'm looking forward to (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) because robin and i have finally decided we are going to have a little date we are going to go out to an actual restaurant and we are going to sit in hopefully outside (laughs) But I'm just looking forward to spending time with her tomorrow. We're supposed to be hanging out all day and just, you know, it's just supposed to be me and her time. I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and go from there. It'll be a good break, a much needed break. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, all and all that good stuff. (laughs) Hey, got to keep it fresh some kind of way. Lord, 10 years. Um, you know, I'm glad you said that because I thought I wonder what that what that what that kind of discussion what those discussions are like with couples, because. You already spend time together. You're married. You live together. You, especially during the Rona, that you spend more time together than not. So, Ooh, yes, what does it but, mean? What does that? What is the significance of calling it a date? Yeah, we're talk- I mean, cause, I mean, mm-hmm. just the quickest answer I can say is different living in Rona. Like, I mean, in Rona, 
we just been in here looking at each other. Like, yeah, we've tried to do different things to kind of keep ourselves entertained, but we just been in the house. This at least will be able to go out have some drinks, like just get that, that outside feeling vibe like that, that, you know, that restaurant, me and you walking down the street, holding hands type thing. I don't know. You know, just that, mm-hmm. you know, go to DC and hold hands publicly all through the streets. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Aaron, any reflection? No. <laughs> and if you don't have your, oh, you ain't got no. Okay. Well, go ahead and take a seat. Let's go with mine. No. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I just have a few. Okay. My first question. Okay. So I wrote down, do you care if someone knows that you're holding a grudge against them? And that what? came, I'm guessing that came from our last, you know, where I talked about having grudges. Or no, when you asked the question about grudges. There we go. Okay, okay. The next thing I wrote, you always having problems with Dollar Tree. <laughs> I was <laughs> listening back. Aaron, so many of your under the skins have been, have involved Dollar Tree. Um, <sighs> I've been watching, so I didn't talk about this under what I'm watching, but I also watch American Horror Story, um, like on and off all the time. And mm-hmm. I've gone through all of them. I, I'm watching Hotel now, which is the very last one that I have not seen. And I realized you've said something before about it's such a treat to see Angela Bassett on a weekly basis. When I go back and watch like Coven and Roanoke uh, and Apocalypse, Man, seeing Angela Bassett played on roles, you are right about that. Like, it is definitely a treat to see that. And last, I wrote down, thank you, Insecure, for representation of a good marriage. And I said that because as I was watching Girlfriends and I just really started processing like, damn, why we got to see Maya and Darnell go through this? You know, why somebody got to cheat? Why I got to be issues? Blah, blah, blah. Even though that's reality, like, let's, I'm not taking away from the fact that in marriage, shit gets rocky. Um, but when I think about Insecure and Tiffany and Derek, we don't really see their problems like that. You know what I mean? Like we've, and it could be just because we don't really explore their relationship. The only thing we know, like there was a dude at Tiffany's job, you know, that Derek had to shut that down. And, you know, Tiffany said something one time about Derek stayed at a hotel or whatever, whatever. But other than like actually seeing Tiffany struggle with postpartum, we don't really see the down. We don't see the downsides of their marriage. And I appreciate that, you know, because I'd rather see, you know, the good, the up and the joy and all of that stuff. So I don't know. It just had me thinking when I was watching Girlfriends. You say that and I go, I think also what I appreciate from Tiffany and Derek and the way in which Insecure is set up, one is told from the lens of Issa and Molly. And I think mm-hmm. it's also showing what it looks like to be the outside looking in. They display what it what yeah. it means to be the outside looking in at a marriage. So you just know just enough without giving too much because there are some mm-hmm. marriages, right, that don't that don't get give that level of detail. Not to the group of friends. They may do it to one person, right? Like Kelly may know more than the rest of them. But what right. we're seeing is right. what that sort of dynamic looks like yeah i can appreciate that yeah i can yeah, yeah man. And, the, and and it wasn't until shit hit the fan yeah man i thought that yeah just think about that that was dope so, yeah. why because they're all friends <sighs> aaron we've already <laughs> talked about this yes now everybody's friends but even still like you just said now tiffany only talks to certain people maybe kelly how close of a friends are they anyway we're not even gonna start that argument i am gonna wrap this up <laughs> Because yeah. I already know how things are going with that. Okay, so. quickly, okay, last thing, sorry. Just the, I realized, reflection. See, reflection. I'm adding reflections. I realize we talked a lot about, it, in my perspective, and a lot about this, uh, and some of our stuff, and a lot of our girlfriends talk, we talk about the girls, right? But William actually displays a lot of those same characteristics. And I realized as we were talking about 
Joan and I was exploring that William too also has a desire to be in a relationship. So let's not just think that this is a one-sided sort of view, even from the storytelling of girlfriends, right? Like we actually do get to see William's sort of journey to find the one, his wife, his wife and his kids and his white picket fence in a house, right? Like, and he right. has that within him too. I think what I appreciated about William, sorry, as I'm reflecting is he, he learned at least through that situation with him and Lynn, that he is someone who dates for marriage. He's not just about casual anything. Whereas Joan is like still mm-hmm. thinking she can be something that she's not. So anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. And we'll definitely dive into that more uh, in the mini show next week. Definitely. Cause we going to, you know, girlfriends, but okay guys, well, that's going to wrap up our episode this week. We appreciate you taking this journey with us, listening to us talk about girlfriends, plus some. And we love, love, love your feedback. So please let us know everything, how you feel about the show, the five questions, the perspectives, everything. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all show us every week. We genuinely love, laugh, and even stop and question ourselves when you all offer different perspectives and comments to our perspectives as well. That's because you all are telling five people who are telling five people who end up listening to the show and when they hear us tell them to tell five people they tell five people as well so thank you all right guys well we hope you have a great week and remember if you change your perspective you can change your outcome a bye